0: Welcome to the Weekend Spread, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me, we got Jameson, we got Ty, and then last, on the poop deck, we got Boat and Blake. Uh, so guys, week one in the book, it was a good week for uh, me, Jameson, and uh, Ty, and um, like what happened? What Ford's What happened?
1: look last year i went with the total random chance no thought behind it picks and this year tried to do some research tried to do some analytics both sucks so this week i'm overreacting to what happened week one i'm going with my heart i'm not messing around anymore okay i'm just going with what i feel because i messed around on a few picks look derek king i thought was gonna do better they got blown out. I thought, oh, you. I said, oh, you was going to make Tulane look like an FCS team. And my God, was that not the case? I was literally missing on just about every pick, every single pick. So I'm ready. I'm back. I'm ready to overreact to some week one results. And I'm ready to pick some games.
0: Like we all know you're just tanking just so you could have your record be six and nine. So, yep. yeah, it's, so it, really, it's the nicest record of them all. Um, Ty, back on top. Your system seems to be working, a combination of, of chalk and like these wild kind of out there picks, but it works. Um, how do you feel uh, being back in the lead? I feel great,
2: uh, especially because of what Blake just said, because uh, before the podcast, uh, I got in his head. As, as the reigning uh, regular season champion, I know that Blake's sort of analytical approach performs a lot better down the line, because that's when we actually know about the team's so I was counting on the fact that Blake would try to go analytical like week one or really prior to week four when you really can't uh, and then burn out on it. So I've, now I've got Blake picking by the heart. Uh, and now, again, I've sown the seeds of doubt in his mind. He's like, was it a strategy? Was it not? Uh, so, yeah, I, Blake, I think, is is my biggest threat for sure because he actually puts thought into these. So if I can get him to not put thought into these, then uh, we'll be good. So – there you go. That's my strategy. That's how I'm feeling so far,
3: Blake. There let you. me tell you a little bit about picking with the heart, because I am a seasoned veteran. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me all last year, and let me tell you something. It comes up and it sneaks up and it bites you real bad. You think you're doing something smart. You think you're hedging your bets. You're like, I'm just gonna pick with my heart. I'm not gonna put in all this effort and then just get disappointed. You know. It feels good when you pick with your heart, but then you end up in last and you're listening to TCU's fight song for 18 hours. So I just warn you be careful, but picking with your heart at the beginning of the season does work because my boys nope. Boco, I, I was about to go against him. I was about to go against him, and we came right back. Blake, please tell me uh, the interpretation of Texas State versus Baylor game.
1: It was – I watched the entire game. I am not joking because I decided not only to take Baylor full game, I decided to take Baylor first half. And my god, Gary Bohannon and and the Baylor Bears offense ran – two of the slowest drives during the game when you desperately needed points. They were doing, no joke, 10-minute drives, and they were moving, like, two, three yards forward. Like, it's the perfect... If you were up by, like, maybe, like, seven points, like, against a good team... You were the underdog coming into the fourth quarter. They ran the perfect drive, but against Boko, who they should be blowing out. They couldn't pass the ball. They could barely run it. They would just get three yards each time, and they would just drain the clock every single time. Didn't cover first half. Didn't cover full game. It was absolutely miserable. Like, last week, I'm not kidding. Like, some of my other bets off the Schooner Pod, actually pretty decent. The ones I had on here, horrible. Horrible beats. They played, these teams played absolute crap. So I'm ready to be back on here. I'm going to act a little bit with my heart. I got burned last week, so I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready to be here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. I'm, I'm ready to get this thing going. We got a really good week two uh, slate here. Let's get it started with Washington at Michigan. Uh, Wolverines favored by six and a half right after Washington had one of the most uh, very confounding loss. But I, I will say, if you're going to lose to an FCS team, Montana's not a bad one. They are a bit of a powerhouse up there. But still, what happened to the big uh, to the Pac-12 North? It, it's, a, it's a total shit show. It's a mess. Bookie. <laughs> Bookie. Oh, no! Oh no. Bookie gave him the touch of death. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go uh, clockwise again. Um, I'll, I'll get this thing started. Look, I, I I get that Washington isn't as bad as they look, but I just I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Michigan's gonna get the job done here. Six and a half seems like a really good number. Uh, if this was ten, I would consider Washington, but uh, give me the Wolverines to cover by a touchdown. Uh, Ty, moving it down to you.
2: Yeah, oddly enough, and um, and looking currently, obviously we're recording about eight o'clock on on Monday, uh, so you guys are gonna get this a little later. But surprisingly enough, as of right now. Uh, the Washington plus six and a half is, is sort of the favorite on looks like almost every betting site. But that being said, I, you know how the, the bets, you know, odds move around. People think they're better or not. They, they go in and, and they place their stuff. I think that uh, if we're picking at six and a half, uh, like Bobby said, might go a little bit different. Uh, I, I think it will get a little higher probably cause I think it'll uh, bounce back, but yeah, give me Michigan to, to take this six and a half here. I, I'm not, I'm not very faithful that Washington is going to bounce back against a, a power five team.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Blake, you got the Huskies bouncing back, or you got the Wolverines? Nope,
1: nope, I'm not. Like, Blake last week would have thought, look, like Washington, <laughs> good defense, kind of the dark horse to win the Pac-12 North, but I am not overthinking this. When you throw, as a quarterback for Washington, you throw – Three interceptions against Montana. I love the Big Sky. I'm a Big Sky man to the core. But that's when it comes to basketball in the Big Sky Conference. It's not known for its football. So I gotta take Michigan here. Michigan actually looked like a competent team last week. And I know, like, the best part is I'm on the Michigan under seven and a half wins this year. Like, I think it's gonna be a dumpster fire. But what's so nice about this is they got a little hope last week. Like, Cade McNamara came out last week looked good. Both their quarterbacks obviously looked really good. Running backs looked good. Everything was clicking for Michigan and I just want to see that heartbreak after they beat Washington. They're just going to fall off a cliff, but still give me the Michigan Wolverines.
0: Fair fair enough, fair enough. Jameson, are you going to have a dissenting opinion? It
3: worked pretty good last time. No, it did not. I picked against Iowa whenever I explicitly said I did not like Indiana, but screw it. I think that it's going to fall right in this six-point range, and I got burned. So guess what? We're picking with our heart, and we're not going to let that happen again. We're going to pick Michigan. I understand that I could see Washington keeping it within six. I really do. It makes sense to me. I think it could be closer because Washington has to come out and show out, um, you know. But they only scored seven points versus Montana. It's not like it was just a shootout and they're giving up a bunch of points. They came out. They like scored seven. Yeah, come on, Michigan minus six and a half. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. Um, speaking of picking with your heart, here are two teams. I feel like we like to pick a lot. Uh, Appalachian State. Yosef heading to South Beach take on the Miami Hurricanes who just got slacked last week uh, by the Alabama Crimson Tide who are very much back uh, like they never left Kane's um, <laughs> favored by eight uh, Jameson um,
3: do you think do you think Joseph can go down to South beach and get a win yeah, this is this is a toughie for me I talked very you know highly against Derra King last week. And, um, while he didn't put up too much, you know, he kind of stayed within himself. He didn't overexert, um, you know, and he was at least at the beginning of the game, he had a good completion percentage, um, just wasn't making the big plays that we know Derek King to make. Um, I think that the Miami lines probably a little bit over-exaggerated from what Alabama did to them. I think Alabama just, just blew him out of the water. I think that, um, uh, Miami minus eight is, um, it should be a little bit higher. I, I'm going to go at minus eight. Okay, there you go. Uh, Blake, who do you got?
1: Jameson had said it perfectly. Look, like Miami, I cold takes exposed right there. I was really high on Miami last week, and I should have seen it coming. It's like Alabama, the one thing they do best is they, ice, they take your strength and make it your weakness that game. And De'Aaron King wasn't able to do anything on the run game. He had 10 yards on nine attempts, and – like, that's what Alabama does best, is they find your strength, negate it, force the air, but look, App State, they played awesome against ECU. They beat them by double digits, and that's really good for kind of a regional rival in a, I guess, a power six, not after last week, but a power six conference in the American, so that's a good win for them, but I'm still high on Miami. Like, we saw it last year, Miami loses the games that They lose them bad, but the games where they're against really high-tier opponents like Clemson and North Carolina, but against these kind of other ones where they're the top dog, they really take care of business. So I got to go with Miami on this one. Yosef played awesome, and I still have them. They're like my bet to win uh, the Sun Belt, but this game, I just think the talent is too much on Miami.
0: Fair enough. Um, Ty, you've been a big backer of the Canes in recent years. Uh, are you going to go back to the well?
2: Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree, uh, with, with Jamison's opinions on the line specifically. Uh, I think that we have an overcorrection. I would take this, uh, not at 14, but I would even take this up to to 10 and maybe even 11 and a half for Miami. So I think going into Miami, um, I'm, I'm very happy to, to get an eight. Um, and I, I don't know how this one's going to fluctuate, but, uh, I, I hate like, you know, doing like serious like gambling recommendations, but I would probably get in on this one uh, just to ensure that you get in while it's, while it's good. Cause you know, if it gets better, then it doesn't really matter. You're already in, uh, but if it, it can always get worse. So I really like Miami here. Fair enough. And also I, I, I do, I almost forgot. <laughs> I, uh, I held my tongue, but Bobby, you referred to Bama as back the uh, the reigning national champions We've had a dynasty for the past 11 years.
0: I mean, Which I've is I, back. Am, am I wrong? Every every team's technically back. They're just really back. You know, it's been a long couple months. months. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I'm going to be the one dissenting opinion here. And I know maybe I might be falling into a Boko trap here. But look, last week, I ate a lot of crow picking a Sunbelt team to take out a power five Ooh. opponent. And I missed. I missed the mark entirely. They Louisiana didn't didn't do it for me. You know, shout out to Texas. They really came out hot. But you know what? I'm gonna go back to the well. I think App State I, I think App State gets the win here. Really Oh my god, the win, Bobby! The win. You're- <laughs> I'm going back to the well. This one's gonna hit. <laughs> no one should listen to me on this one. But Appalachian State's going to beat Miami. It's going to start a downward spiral for the Hurricanes. Uh, So give me Yosef and the points. Um, Again, nobody should ever take this advice at all when it comes to Yosef. But, you know, I'm rolling the dice here. I feel good about Yosef uh, pulling this one off.
3: Are you willing to eat crow?
0: I already have.
1: I have,
0: (laughs) I already have a crow. The amount of people who have actually reached out to me and have been like, Turns out, you like different ways to find crow. When crow season opens, is it legal to eat crow? Uh, I've I have way too much knowledge about eating crow. So if I if I win this, am I absolved from eating any crow? No, you can't just well, or they, it would, maybe, even uh, not. It would, It'd be a yeah, negative yeah, 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 crow we'll versus talk. another crow. I have one okay, crow.
2: It's, it's obviously not going to happen. But for for the sake of everything, uh, having researched it, we probably probably shouldn't talk about it.
0: Time. Okay. What if I what if shouldn't
2: have recordings of talking about crow. Yeah, it's a felony.
1: Oh well oh, oh, it a is? Felony. Well that was missed in the
0: <laughs> Okay, well never mind. Uh, I will eat Pudjin. <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> All right, app State's to pick. I was gonna suggest, Bobby, on your tailgate, um, you know, Whatever meal for Texas. you <laughs> Texas weekend. thinking <laughs> you making a nice bird. A nice plump bird. Yeah, true no, true. No, no. True. No, no. True. no,
0: no. crows are not plump birds. They're scrawny. They're 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 all sinew. They're scrappy. They're, they're scrappy. scrappy. <laughs> they're, they, they, they they do not have the luxury of getting fat and happy off seed. They are they have to live on the mean streets. That's what makes them disgusting. Anyway, that, that's enough talk about crow. We're moving on to the Almost game of the week, but uh, college game day says no because the Pac 12 is garbage. Oregon at Ohio State, the Ducks going into the horseshoe, Buckeyes with a 14 point uh spread again, the, the, the exact same as uh, Minnesota last week. Um, and I this one's tricky, but I feel like Ohio State gets up for this a little bit more than they did last week. Obviously, the horseshoe is a, a great environment, and Oregon really, you know. Didn't do great against Fresno. I kind of saw that coming. Uh, personally, had uh, some some money on Fresno uh, plus twenty one. So I, I think the Ducks rebound, but I think Ohio State is a better team, and they come out and really try to shut down uh, Oregon here. Uh, so give me the Buckeyes minus fourteen. Ty. Uh, I think
2: this one's. Pretty pretty simple. I, I'm honestly I, I think the uniforms are finicky, but I'm a fan of, of Oregon. I, I think they're neat. Um, but I gotta go. I think Ohio State is is the smart money here. And I honestly think I think I would expect this one to to even have a little bit of a dip uh midweek, um, when when there's sort of a correction there. So if you can get Ohio State around the, the ten or eleven mark, uh that would be even better.
0: But I'm gonna take Ohio State here. By the dip. It's <laughs> funny. I, I I'm with you there. Uh Blake, who do you got? Yep.
1: Yeah, this one's just another just don't overthink it and go with Ohio State. Like the reasoning, Oregon, like I'm definitely very, very high on Fresno State this year. I have them with their win total over, like in my own personal betting. And I'm very like, I think their offense is the second best behind Nevada in the uh Mountain West. So I think of Fresno State as a very high team, but Look, like, it scares me whenever Oregon goes up by that much and then can't score themselves and just allow Fresno State to get back into that game. Without Kayvon Thibodeau, who is their best defensive end, is supposed to be a top 10 uh, NFL pick next year, like, in the NFL draft next year, and he's uh, questionable with injury. Like, I just can't trust Oregon enough. And even as as bad as Ohio State played last week, like – Look, they have two elite receivers. We saw that Olave uh, brought, like, that, like, it's a 20-yard pass that he basically took to the house. Like, their receiving core is elite, that even if you don't believe in C.J. Stroud, believe in elite receivers that can catch it in open space and just make things happen. So, really – Minnesota had their best game of the year. Ohio State had their worst, and they were still able to at least get a push on the spread. And you're now back at home versus a team that I would say is pretty comparable to Minnesota right now. Give me – got to give me Ohio State. I'm just not going to overthink this one.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Jamison, who you got?
3: Yeah, I'm going with Ohio State as well. Um, I picked Ohio State um, in my wild card last week. And so when in watching that game, I learned a lot. They've got a really young defensive back squad that has a lot of talent, but needed a lot of experience as well. And I think that first game of the season, there were a lot of plays that they should have made better. And I think they got very lucky that Lathan Ransom isn't out for a targeting right now um, for that first half. Um, And I think Blake, Blake, if I pretty much was going to go before him, I was going to say the exact same thing. You know, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, you know, they're just special, and they get the ball and they get points. And C.J. Stroud, while he was, you know, not amazing and not eye-catching, there are a couple, you know, his interception, a couple throws I didn't like. I think he's a guy who's good enough to get them the ball and get it to his playmakers. And plus they've got a good running back room there in um, Ohio State. Uh, So as long as the defense puts it together. And Oregon's passing attack was not really that potent last week. um, I feel pretty good about Ohio State and their D-line to shut them down.
0: Fair enough. Uh, A sweep for the Buckeyes. Um, So we are all in. Consideration there. Now, this game is going to be fun. I feel like we picked it every year, and it's a, at this point, it's a rivalry or a tradition or or something. Kansas at Coastal Carolina on a Friday night, the Chanticleers favored by 25 and a half. This is the most they've been favored by, by the way, um, in the, I think this is the most they've been favored by in the history of this. Uh, I can look at the logs here. Um, Last year, they won by 15 in Lawrence. This time, it is being played on the TL t- turf. Jameson, do you think the shots could cover 25 and a half against KU?
1: Yes,
3: absolutely. Kansas should have an almost loss to South Dakota. That is absolutely embarrassing. Um, I understand there might have been you know some high points in Bean, the quarterback for Kansas, but his name is Bean. I'm not going to ever bet with a guy named Bean. So um, Coastal 25-and-a-half, I think it should go a lot higher. I think I'd bet it, you know, up into the 30s, to be completely honest with you. They just beat Citadel by 38, and I would say Citadel football program is comparable to that of South Dakota and Kansas. So, you know, points out up there, honestly. That's how bad Kansas looked in that game. Oh,
0: goodness gracious. Dang.
3: Well, it was uh, South Dakota. South Dakota's miserably this, bad. They're
1: they very bad. They're very bad. Yeah, in or I guess I'm next but off of Jameson's thing. Look, like Kansas came into last week a 14 point favorite. A 14 point favorite against South Dakota and almost fumbled the bag. I this is I saw this number honestly, I don't know who's betting it down. I saw it at 27 earlier today. Must people must be slamming Kansas just hoping for a backdoor cover or something but dear god this kansas i can't bet on this kansas team you're you're basically betting on one of the weird like backdoor cover plays that happened last year where like jameson would take kansas on a random game on a saturday like at 11 o'clock and they would get like a punt return touchdown to cover the spread like that's what you're hoping for here and i just can't i can't be that risky so give me carolina
3: they don't have Puka to save me with those backdoor covers anymore. I can't, like I said, Puka was fun to bet with. Bean, I'm not picking a man named Bean. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, um, this is,
0: this is uh, that was a bad performance from Kansas. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people would have gone with uh, KU over South Dakota. And some people missed a burn there. Um, Ty, who do you got? Yeah, KU
2: all it counts is, is W's in the win column and in spe- specifically in the Big Twelve uh for me. So I don't know about that one, but I think uh coastal here um is is the reasonable and prudent take. I, I also think don't watch this game. Their their field is like <clears throat> it's a weird color. It's like not quite, you know, it's just weird. It makes you makes you feel like your T V is broken or something. <laughs>
1: He says that every single time. It is a staple. It's just it's like it just
2: stable. it's like just the perfect color to like wash out the jerseys, especially when you got Ku. That's another like blue and white dominant like thing, and then Coastal comes out like the normal jerseys, and you're not sure if like your TV's broken and it's supposed to be like a Boise field, or if your TV's broken, and it's supposed to be a normal field. It's just confusing. Gives me a headache. Makes me nauseous. Don't watch this. <laughs> Wait, sorry, are you picking? It's making me got more
0: nauseous seeing Kansas out there. So, so Ty, you're going with uh, coastal or Kansas, right? Yeah, coastal, coastal. Okay, so I'm a big coastal guy. I loved Coastal last year. I rode with Coastal last year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot because I, I get that Ku was god awful uh, in game one. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but with that being said, if you look at their history against Coastal. Only one by five in 2019. At 25 and a half points. That's a massive jump up. I think Lance, Lance Leipold could get this thing close. Pull out a weird cover. We, we, we saw, we, we've seen weirder happen. Uh, the Campbell Campbells have done weird things. I think KU, hey, KU uh, covered against, um, uh, I believe it was uh, Boston College a couple years ago. I think the Jayhawks have a weird cover up their sleeve. And I, th- I think they make things interesting. I, I've, I think the... Uh, Coastal Carolina Child take a step back this year, and this could be a sign of their undoing. Kansas obviously loses. I just think they find a way to scoot into a backdoor situation here. So give me give me KU plus 25 and a half. I can't believe I'm saying that.
2: No, I mean it's a really high line. It's, it's not as crazy as it sounds at first. Listen,
0: It's just too it's too high for me with coastal, is all. I just I have this early I'm just I'm a little out on it, but um yeah, no, uh, I think I think the streak again, uh, the cover streak ends for Coastal here. Uh, by the way, in the previous two games, Kansas was favored in both of them, uh, nine points in 2019 and seven in 2020. So how time times have changed, big time. Um, anyways, moving on, we got the Turnpike Classic, Tulsa at Oklahoma State. Cowboys favored by 13 and a half. Rough, rough week one for both of these teams as Tulsa. Just straight up loses to an FCS team, uh, and Oklahoma State needs a, a a pretty good performance down late to beat Missouri State, who uh, OU fans saw last year and was quite terrible. Um, with that being said, both teams played like shit last week, but I, I think Oklahoma State's just a bit better here. Uh, Tulsa lost a lot, a lot of talent um, between this year and last, and I, I just don't, I don't think they have it in them. Uh, I know a bit I, I was burnt wrong on this last year um, but give, give me the pokes to cover 13 and a half. I, I like that number for Oklahoma State. Uh, anything a little bit higher and I'd have to question it a bit. Any other team and I'd question it a bit, but uh, I think the Cowboys uh, get to cover in the win here, obviously in the win. Uh, Ty, who do you got?
2: Yeah I, this one's this one's pretty simple it's Oklahoma State. Tulsa was just atrocious um, and and Oklahoma State always does this uh, you know really really impressive stuff against you know bad teams so
0: fair enough fair enough uh,
1: Blake who do you got this sucks because I feel like this slate like unlike last week just breeds a lot of consensus and I think it's just partly because like 13 and a half right here there's no way like there's no way in my mind, like, both these teams played down, but 13 and a half is such a weird number that it just obviously favors the favorite. And I just think Oklahoma State, this is one of the games, like, I swear, this game happens every year, and the line I always think is super whack, and I bet it really, like, I bet a lot on it, and it ends up being a lot closer than I think it is. And, like, it could easily be that way this year, because obviously, like, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, like, Tulsa, understandably, like, came out a little bit slow because they were, like, UC Davis is a good FCS team, plus the fact, like, Tulsa in that game, they didn't have any of their starters, basically, in the first half because of, I I had totally forgotten about this, I'd seen that Tulsa didn't have, like, their starters for the first half, but for the military bowl, the fight, the big brawl that they had, like, knocked out, like, 10 different players from the first half this year, so, didn't know that going into the game, but... I just think, like, the talent here is, like, talent at home, 13 and a half. That's just too bad of a number. Give me OSU. I just, like, I, it's just, yeah, this is just bad number.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's too good to not take, uh, yeah. as it is every year. And this is probably going to be the most nail-biting game of all of them on the slate. So, uh, Jamison, who do you got?
3: Yeah, we're just rolling a lot with chalk because whenever you look at this slate, there's a lot of, you know, picks that look very, very good. Um, And we'll see if they change throughout the week, and that's part of, you know, the the wonder of picking on Monday. Um, Spencer Sanders not playing in the last game was a huge reason, I think, that they didn't play well, because I think it is so stupid on their end that they have a guy like Spencer Sanders, and the backup quarterback behind him is a complete polar opposite in Shane Illingworth. Shane Illingworth cannot move. He is more immobile than Phillip Rivers um, when it comes down to just mobility. It's just miserable. And then you got Spencer Sanders. He's like he makes his game off of being mobile and you know getting out of the pocket. And so you play your whole week preparing with you know Spencer Sanders, then he gets hit with COVID-19 protocol. And then you shift to Illingworth. And I'm sorry, that's just not good whenever it comes down to preparation. Now Spencer Sanders is listed as the quarterback on the on the depth chart for this week. Oklahoma State, so it looks like he didn't get COVID. It was more of a contact tracing thing. Therefore, he should be good to go. And Tulsa lost both of their cornerbacks to transfer last year. Um, their defensive backs did not look good at all last game. Um, I was talking to someone on the uh, Tulsa staff, and just they just said it just looks horrible. This is just not a good year for them at all. Um, give me Oklahoma State confidently at minus 13 and a half.
0: Okay, there we go. Consensus for the Pokes. Moving on to a game I'm excited about. It's a Cheez-It ball to Electric Boogaloo. If you remember this classic game, as I'm sure noted Horn Frog fan uh, Bowden Blake does, it was a total shit show. Multiple interceptions, incredible atmosphere, uh, cheese cheese that's being thrown around. Everything that could go wrong in a game went wrong, but it went so right. And now we have these two teams back on the field to, to bring it back. I, I, I can't wait to watch this one. Um, Jameson, get us started with this one. Uh, who do you got, TCU? Or Cal, the Frogs are favored by 10.
3: Let me say this. That cheese at bowl probably is the most fun I've ever had watching a non-OU football game. And by far. It, it, it was so Fun because it was so bad, you know all the interceptions, all the things you talk about. But we forget about the coach that tripped the guy on the
1: sidelines. <laughs> no, it wasn't the coach. It was the it was the PR guy from TCU. Like he wasn't even the coach. <laughs> he was just the random like PR guy that was like on the sidelines for the game to like give an interview after like after the game, just like. Tripped a guy.
2: <laughs> that's so <laughs> much better. He's not even, like,
1: really affiliated. He's just like, a, that's what makes it. It's not like a Mike Tomlin where it was like obviously very like he was intending to trip him. It was just a guy that like had no intention being on the sideline. Just like didn't know what he was doing out there. It just knocked into a guy.
0: Just, just some guy on the athletic staff who got way too got <laughs> way too excited. That's incredible. I could Dang. see
1: Clark
3: Stroud doing that for OU like oh, no. doing it very purposefully and I could see him like putting his body on the line not just you know putting his leg out just absolutely just doing something stupid. But yeah, I, I like TCU here. Uh yeah, honestly, right? Um I like TCU minus 10. Um you know, we've talked a lot about how we like TCU this year um and Cal losing to Nevada even though Blake loves Nevada is just not a good sign for them and it's not a good start to the year. Um, you know, going into this, I, I and plus the ten number is a clean number. Um, I like that, so let's give me a TCU here.
0: There you go. I yeah, Clark Clark Stroud would definitely be the one. He, he's like he would be like filming himself dabbing too hard and then <laughs> accidentally fall onto the field or something. <laughs> uh, just I, something, I could see I Joe Haraz like try to, but then just
2: get absolutely ran over and like parted <laughs> off in a <the> neck brace.
3: <laughs> he's too cool for that.
2: And still technically being ejected, but he's like going out in the
0: golf cart while the player's perfectly fine. Oh my God. <laughs> Incredible. Um, Blake, I know you're excited. This is the first time the frogs have appeared on the slate so far. You, you, how, how do you feel about them?
1: This is the no-brainer of the week. I saw this number come out on Bovada earlier at nine and a half, and my God, did I hit that because that is just such an easy line, and I was wrong last week a lot, like a lot, like majority of my analysis was wrong, but the one thing I was right about was my wild card pick with Nevada and Cal. I told y'all last week, they are an all-defense, no-offense team, and we saw it with kind of Georgia a little bit we saw it with Washington and the problem with these teams that rely so much on defense is their defense is good it can hold the offense for a while but if you're not scoring anything they're eventually gonna break and that's really what we saw in the Cal Nevada game that was my favorite game one of my favorite games last week I stayed up all like I stayed up to 1am to finish that game and it was awesome because Cal they were hot offensively early they got 14-0, but really couldn't do anything else because that offense is really, 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 really bad. In Nevada, and I'm a big, obviously a big Nevada fan this year. I have them in every single future that I possibly can, and I believe in their offense, but, like, my God, this is a Mountain West team. Their defense really isn't elite. Their offense has good players for the Mountain West, but you're a Pac-12 team. Like, why can't you beat them? And I just see this as – by about seven points last week and then now you're giving me the frogs at home with 10 who we, we actually looked good last week I'll my one Gary complaint this week I always have one because he's not he's an imperfect coach but stop with the running back by committee Zach Evans is the best running back on our staff Stop running four different guys and saying they're the same caliber as Zach Evans Zach Evans is so much better but Cal did uh, Cal did well stopping the run versus Nevada uh, last week. Got carved up on the pass. We got better running backs. We got better receivers. Maybe not quarterback, but we got better players. And we're at home. This is just easy. This is so easy. I think this game is gonna be over by the first half. We need TCU.
0: There you go. There you go. Very confident on the frogs. Uh, Ty, who do you got? I
2: think I, I agree with Blake here. I think TCU. I, I've constantly said this when I talk about TCU. I think they are. Um, depending on how gooner you are on on OU, and then um, your your thoughts on on uh, Iowa State, but TCU I think is is for sure top three best coach teams in the Big Twelve, and, and I really think that that, that is going to drive um, or most intelligently coached. I'll say that because that's vague enough that I can define it however I want to when they get exposed <laughs> uh, this weekend. But um, I think I think that that is the factor here with. With a cow in the uh, in the electric boogaloo of the Cheez-It Bowl. I don't think it's gonna be a repeat of the cheese bowl but uh, I like TCU
0: yeah no this game is' going to be nearly as close as uh, Cheeseball one the sequels are never good um, just like uh, the the original electric boogaloo was not nearly as good as uh, the first um, movie if you know what that is I don't even really know what the movie is I know the reference so um, frogs are gonna win big i've been big on, on tcu in uh the preseason they obviously took care of business against duquesne who whatever tcu always starts with the the, the worst team. Yeah. i don't i do not know what we yeah, we we've,
1: we've had like a good the only time we've ever had a good first game was against lsu we lost and then when i went back and i think in like eighth grade i went to oregon state was either eighth or ninth grade, but Oregon State, TCU, when they opened up in Cowboy Stadium, and that was like the start of the Rose Bowl year. But that's like the only respectable schools we've ever played in the first week. It's always bad teams. It's always bad teams. It's
0: yeah. That's just that's just how it is. Unless you are like playing a big Cowboy Stadium game against LSU or Oregon State or uh, the Ohio State one. Yeah. It was midseason, but you get the point. Yeah, it was like uh, yeah, frogs are going to win this one big. It is in Fort Worth. Uh, so obviously home, home field advantage there, but um, Cal just not good. So um, I don't know why the line's 10. TC is rolling through this one. Moving on, we have a big uh, – this is an SEC game now, I guess. Texas at Arkansas. Horns favored by 6.5. Massive, massive opening game for them last weekend. Really took care of Louisiana. And, uh, again, they were the team that made me eat the crow. Eat the crow. That being said, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I don't learn. And I, I am actually really kind of high on Sam Pittman, Arkansas's head coach. I think he is very solid. Hasn't quite quite gotten that signature win just yet. I don't know if this is it, but I think the hogs fight through this one very, very, very toughly. Um, If you look at, If you look at this rivalry, because this is actually a rivalry for Arkansas, Um, they have a tradition of kind of hopping up on Texas and taking them out in in weird scenarios. Usually, it's in um, usually it's in these weird ways, like the Cotton Bowl one year, uh, the Texas Bowl one year. We had Belama beat the Horns somehow, and that you know really underlines how weird this rivalry can be. So I, you know, I think Arkansas has a chance at making this interesting. And uh I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Hogs uh plus six and a half uh on this one. Uh mm-hmm. Ubbin from uh The Athletic had a really good article about how this was way way earlier in the uh off season where he thought uh, Arkansas should join the Big Twelve just because he hates Texas. We lost Blake. That's not good. Blake left. Blake <laughs> <was> so <laughs> bad. The, the take is logged out. I don't know if I deserve that one, but um He said, he basically said Texas is the one team Arkansas actually hates. And I think the energy in in Fayetteville is going to be insane. So give me Arkansas to cover six and a half. Uh, Ty, you're technically up next. Uh, Who do you got?
2: Easy. Like, I don't even really even need to do a lot of analysis. Texas is a better team than Arkansas. They're going to beat them by at least a touchdown. Horns up. Give me Texas. Sark has yet to locate a nearby casino and apparently also a nearby liquor store. So, uh, until that occurs, I think Texas is going to be pretty dominant.
0: Cool. Blake's internet died. So, we're going to kind of sit here like a bunch of idiots for a little bit. Um, There he is.
1: Not bad. Something went absolutely wrong with my internet.
0: Hey, no worries. No worries, Blake. Uh, So, what you missed, I picked Texas plus six. Sorry, I picked Arkansas plus six and a half. Ty picked uh, Texas minus six and a half. Who do you got?
1: So I got – I have to go with Texas in this, and this is just one of those times where I wish I could think – I wish I could come up with a situation that Arkansas would win, but look, like I saw Texas last week, and they looked very impressive against the ULL uh, squad that I really liked. And one of the things ULL does best is the run. They're a run-heavy team. Uh, Levi Lewis is a good passer he can do what he needs to do in that side of the ball but they've always been a run first team and Texas was able to negate that and you're going to Arkansas who Arkansas last week literally was very very reliant for all their points from like from the running side of the ball they were down at half to Rice which Rice might be one of the worst FBS teams right now that exists like They are starting to get that UTEP. I think UTEP has taken the next step up, and Rice has filled in their spot. Like, I really do not like Rice. And, yeah, I just – there's no way I can choose against Texas with this six-and-a-half number. I got to take Texas six-and-a-half.
0: That's fair enough. That's fair enough. It's a a good line.
3: It's a good line. I'll give you that. Jameson, go ahead and do it. I really was hoping I'd be after Bobby, but it's not just not going to work up. I really wanted him with the core. So, Ooh, bad pick, bad pick, Bobby. You know, Texas. I this is by far my favorite pick of the line, and you know, I can go with Blake here. Rice, they only Fetty whopped Rice thirty eight to seventeen. You know, and yeah, and like you said, they were struggling with them in the first half. At Arkansas, they lost Felipe Franks, who already was an embarrassment, and now you know they're kind of just going back to their old self. Um, They had a good season last year and played a little bit competitive. I think they're going to regress a little bit more this season. They don't really have um, too many stars in that offense. You know, they're one guy transferred to Oklahoma and Texas. If you watch any of that game, which I know you watch a large amount of it, Bijan Robinson is an absolute monster. He kicked everything ass in that game and the way that texas played across the board hudson Card through the ball very well jordan winnington coming out as a great wide receiver and Bijan robinson doing it all i have no idea how you're thinking arkansas here so i'm going texas
0: i i don't know just have a have a feeling about it Yeah. You know, sometimes i i i feel like this is a situation where sometimes like team opens up great and then they walk into a situation like this, falls apart. Um, I, I don't know. I, again, could be very wrong on this. Could be walking into the exact same trap I did. Um, I'm not going to go as far as going with, like, the crow. But I think this is going to be a tougher game than people expect. Uh, ha- has shades of, like, um, I, I feel like I've seen lines like this with Texas before. TCU, that sort of thing. I try. I, I feel like I know, like, this. this feels like a trap. That's why I'm staying away from it. Yeah, in the I sense just think Texas. I'm,
3: yeah, they could, it, I
0: think that could be the real deal. Mm-hmm.
3: I Definitely. think Texas, whenever we match up with them, the Red River rivalry, they are going to have a lot of hype because what I saw from that game, they looked extremely good and they looked complete. And so, and B. John Robinson is a problem. I'm going to repeat that again so we can move on. But I really like Texas so far.
0: I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Moving on to our final scheduled game of the slate. Uh, we are not picking Oklahoma and Western Carolina due to the fact there is no line, and the game sucks. So we are going to Iowa at Iowa State, or as uh, some of us on the internet call, El Asico. Everyone's favorite, favorite worst rivalry in the college football. Never a good game. Uh, the Cyclones favored by four. Jameson, this is interesting because Iowa State, Really rough start. Uh, almost lost to uh, Northern Iowa, as is tradition, and uh, Iowa rolled big uh, in their first game. Um, even though you went against them uh, with your uh, Hoosiers pick, what, are you are you big on uh, Iowa here, or are you you reverse correction? Or are you gonna get a stick against the Hawkeyes?
3: This I'm really struggling with this one. I've gone back and forth this whole episode. This is the one when looking at all these lines, I'm not sure on. I, I don't know what Iowa's going to show up, and I don't know what Iowa State's going to show up. If we look in the past, you know, you know, these Matt Campbell teams for Iowa State, they tend to come out really slow at the beginning of the year and then round into form. We saw it last year. Um, Iowa is the opposite. I see a lot of the times in Iowa recently where they come out extremely strong, and then they just dud throughout the year. So I really don't know what point they're at. I'm really in between. So I'm just going to go with what my first inclination was and not my second inclination. And I'm going to go Iowa State. I think that um, Brees Hall is going to have a better game than he had last week. He did not really get his feet under him, didn't really get a lot of big chunk plays. Um, but I, I think that this is going to be really close, and I, I have no idea. I, this is extremely tough. Fair enough.
0: I, I It always is a tough game to pick.
3: Blake, who do you got?
1: Yeah, so I'm kind of with Jameson here in the sense that there's a lot of uncertainty and kind of the worst-case scenario on both sides happened the week before this. Iowa really got a very definitive win against – I wasn't high on Indiana. I In my, pre, in my preseason uh, pod, I said how much I hated them this season, and it's kind of showing. But look, like Iowa played very well. Iowa State played very poor against a team that they should have killed. And it puts me in a really tough situation here because, like, look, like, I want to go. Like, all I've heard about is everybody saying Iowa State's that dark horse to make the playoff. I don't believe that. But when I come down to it, I got to go. I just got to take the points to go Iowa. Six of the past nine of these games have come down by six points or less. So, even when Iowa State wasn't good, they were still keeping these close, and even when Iowa State has been the best they've ever been, Iowa still wins this game. This game is just too unpredictable, so it's kind of a toss-up to me. I know Iowa State has the better talent, but when you give me a toss-up like this with four points, I like that number too much. i got to go Iowa. I can easily see this coming down to one possession, and Iowa State can run away with it and even could win this, but... I take the points to this one I'm so unsure like this this is the one game that dumped me because of what happened last week with the, both of these teams
0: it truly is the toughest one I've, I've seen in a while for sure. Um, Ty who do you got yeah
2: so like like everybody kind of talked about uh, Iowa came out and, and performed uh, Iowa State did not but I I think you know and I touched on this with the with the TCU one I, I don't think anyone would argue this one Iowa State is by far the the better coach team. Um, and I can see Matt Campbell being able to really, you know, pull his guys together after that embarrassing performance, which he has done before. Um, and it's at home and, and I could really see them, you know, coming out and performing and executing and and beating them by at least four, uh, points. I I really don't see how that's, you know, going to happen any other way. So I think Iowa state is a pretty easy take here at minus four for me.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I get that because I, I think Iowa State has the potential to be a better team. They're definitely better than what we saw uh, week one. I think Iowa definitely probably overperformed week one. So I think both teams revert to their median, which I think they might be staring the, at each other in the face at this point. Um, and like Blake said, these games are always close. They're always sloppy. They're always a mess. Um, so... I, I'm gonna go Iowa I, I think Iowa has the upper hand in terms of in terms of attitude in terms of you know this this kind of feels like their state this kind of feels like they're you know usually in these games where both teams are hyped up Iowa usually is a team that steps up makes the plays when they need to um, I'm not certain about that because Iowa State is is better than they've ever been uh, it is at home it is in Ames but um, you know I I'm going to say Iowa State wins by three, but that ain't a cover. So uh, it's a very, very, very close matchup. Uh, this could be overtime. It's going to be a great – it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Maybe not a great game. I could see it getting real messy. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. It, it, so give me the, uh, the Hawkeyes to cover the four points. But it's going to be close. Moving on to our favorite pick of the week, the wild card. And I'm going to start us off here with a with a game I have had highlighted since preseason. I can't wait for this. And I've got to say, I'm a little disappointed that I'm not getting any points on this. Uh, I'm going with pick minus two and a half at Tennessee. I, I was ready for this to be like a big upset, but apparently everyone has caught on to this. Uh, Tennessee, yeah, they were... They, they weren't great against Bowling Green, a really bad Bowling Green team. Uh, but with that being said, I, I, I feel like Pitt, you know, the super weapon has been charging. You know, they didn't they didn't get to use it really at all last year. And even though Tennessee's not good, this would just be too perfect of a game for Pitt to just you know blow up Josh Heupel in Tennessee. So um, give me the Pitt Panthers Panthers cover two and a half uh, on the road at Neyland. Let's get weird. <laughs>
3: This is just cyclical Bobby going back to the pit and he's going to get a pick them. He's going to be like, Ooh, I really like that. I really like they beat Tennessee. I feel good. And then he's going to continue to pick the rest of the year. And then he's going to hate them again by the end of the year. Getting take an off season off. He's going to come back to it. And then he's going to be like, Ooh, I really like that pit line. And it's just going to come back.
0: My first pit win. I'm giving up on pit. I'm throwing them into the trash. Cause they've already used their purpose. That's my, that's my thought on pit. Um, Ty, who is your wild card?
2: Yeah, so mine, I'm, I'm going to have to go ahead and, and take it off the board. Uh, San Diego State at Arizona. Uh, the line is currently minus one Arizona on DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel and some other people have it at uh, minus a half. So for the purposes of the Schooner pod, we're, we're picking outright. Um, and when I see that outright pick, and I know it, it's kind of, you know, bad bad form to go with one that's this simple, but I went with a ridiculous Mississippi State one last week. So, Even if I win this one, it's a wash uh, for me. So I'm going to have to go ahead, and I'm going to take Arizona, uh, the favorites, and and take them outright as my wild card. But, oh, I summon Pot of Greed for one additional bit. This one doesn't have to go with for the record. But for the the gamblers out there, uh, Air Force currently minus 6.5 at Navy. Uh, As you guys know, I I follow Navy football. They were atrocious. Uh, I think they lost to Bishop Sycamore last week. Um, and air force has also been pretty bad, but I think that air force has it by at least a touchdown. So if you're going to listen to one of my picks and, and consider putting your own hard earned money on it, uh, I would look at that air force Navy game for sure. As long as it stays under seven, we got to keep, we got to put pot of greed as a rule. Uh, in the future like one like one per season or something. you
0: could you could sum summon pot
2: of greed once. Uh, <laughs> what if people use pot of greed to summon more pot of greeds?
0: I mean it's possible but oh you can't do that. What I do, do Yugi <laughs> yeah! Oh my God All right uh, man I love I love the wild card fix because we're getting as weird as possible. We're all pretty exhausted at this point. The Scooter Pod boys have been recording for two hours straight. Uh, it's good stuff. All
1: right, Blake. Who do you got? So, first off, Ty's pod of Green pick. Awesome. Last week, I had Marshall over Navy, and it was the easiest pick on my slate. When I saw two and a half versus this bad, like, Navy's supposed to be the worst of the American. That was a no-brainer. Blew them out. I love Ty's pick with Air Force. I don't even know anything about Air Force, but just seeing what Navy is this year, awesome pick right there. But, my pick this week, and it just kind of sticks, sticks with kind of like the teams I liked in the preseason, I love NC State, and I love NC State versus Mississippi State, and there's a lot to like about NC uh, NC State. They went up against USF, which I know is like basically an FCS team at this point. So sad. They're horrible, but they got the job done. They didn't allow any points. They had two guys that rushed over 100 yards, their quarterback, uh, Devin Leary, consistent guy probably not going to be like a barn burner like not going to go out there take over the game but this is like i said in the preseason a well-coached team they're good on defense they're good on offense very consistent on the other hand we got the pirate ship over there in mississippi state and all i need to say about mississippi state is they got carved up by austin kendall austin kendall big 12 dropout two-time big 12 dropout he couldn't make two teams carved them up this week and I hate the body language coming from Mississippi State. Whenever you beat this team, barely. I know it was a big comeback, but this team that's ranked mid to bottom half of this conference USA, you barely beat them. And I see the Mississippi player, Mississippi State players, over on the sideline flexing all over them and stuff like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's their one win on the year. Like, my God, horrible body language. Give me NC State minus three. A team that I think could be third or fourth in the ACC. God, that was just crap. Yeah, It's just horrible body language. I hate that. I hate that.
2: Yeah, Mississippi uh, State is still riding on that win from like two years ago against LSU. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they have at least another year and a half
0: of, of coast out of that, honestly, at this point. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I, I will say that the hot seat might be on them because now they actually have a national championship, even if it's just in baseball. So you know now now they actually have standards uh before as before they had you know literally zero uh but anyways Jameson, who do you got
3: Blake that was a very smart pick i w- i was thinking about that one i was in between two and i had one that i thought would be you know more fun and then i had a smart pick and you took out the smart pick so guess what we're going with the fun one
1: i and know what talk- you're going for i think
3: and I think a lot of people listening have a little bit of an idea what's going on here. So, Ty, did you notice that me and you picked the whole, um, everything the same, uh, this slate? We all, we picked the favorites in every single I one. did.
2: I didn't pay attention yes. to that, actually.
3: Yes, we did. We did. I thought that was very interesting. And I also noticed that you like to pick, you know, one point, uh, you know, slate games. Where you no, can I don't. Just, I picked you like, like, you like to pick the winner last week. <laughs> Well, I've just seen in the past, you like picking, you know, where you can just go one point and you can just pick the winner. Yeah. It just makes been, things easier. So you don't have to worry about it.
2: For sure. Yeah.
3: But it's nice because you don't have to worry about the points. You just got to worry about the winner. And it makes things, it makes you feel a whole lot better. And we were talking a little bit before the pod about one of our favorite teams who currently has a one point line. And that's Boko going on the road to FIU. And no. listen. Listen, guys, Texas State got me good last week, and I had to go out and pick out with my heart. I almost picked Baylor because I thought Boco had spoiled me, and I said I'm never going back to that Boco. And I went back, and it felt so, so good just seeing that they got the cover. And um, we didn't like Baylor that much, but, you know, Boco did it. Guys, I've learned from my mistakes. Give me FIU minus one. Come on. you No, no, Boco on no, 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 no. <laughs> You can only pick Boko once and then they go for down for the rest of the season. FIU's at home. They won last week. Boko lost last week. Minus one. Give me FIU. Jamison, you, you
2: realize? You didn't learn F- the lesson. You didn't learn the lesson. The lesson is not that you don't pick for Boko, it's that you don't pick Boko at all. You don't touch him. toxic, whatever you do. No. Do
1: you realize I will, F- I will... I will... FIU is the Boko of Florida. You realize that, right? Like you are picking it's Boko on Boko <laughs> violence, like
0: right now. <laughs> hey, here's Ooh, thing. here's the thing. If we if we think if we think Boko's wild because the Florida BOCO, this one's on bath salts. <laughs> Ooh, I like this. Boko's just hammered on free light. He's not on bath salts. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm man. going
3: FIU, I've learned the ways. I was. I had a smart pick. I said I like NC State. They just demolished, and they're going two and a half. I really like that line. And Blake just he decided my fate. So thank you, Blake.
0: Okay. This was this was like a this was a heel turn. It was it was like watching you know Han Solo get you know stabbed and thrown off a bridge.
1: <laughs> Jameson, if Boca if Boca wins this game, like how bad are you gonna feel? Like how do you recover from you turned heel against your team and they just outright beat your pick, like outright beat them, not like a weird cover, like bet against them, just outright beat them.
2: Well, it's one point. It's one point.
1: I know that, but.
3: You know what? So be it. So be it. If if Boko wins, I'll be very happy for them. But then I've learned my lesson and I will move on. But I believe that last season Boko started off well. And I was like, Ooh, I want some of that Boko. And then I got in late and then they just weren't covering. They were horrible at covering for the rest of the year. Oh I think God. that Baylor, be, you know, keeping it close with Baylor and the bear on college game day, picking Boko on national television is a big, big deal and giving them some respect. Therefore, this line is going to be a little bit pushed towards their side. Give is, me FIU. Oh my gosh. This was that was, that was a remarkable to watch,
0: uh, but heartbreaking. Um, dang. So, okay. Here are the slates uh, for those of y'all who have been listening this whole time. Uh, Ty and Jamison have the exact same slate. Uh, Michigan, Miami, Ohio State, Coastal Carolina, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas, uh, Iowa State. Blake has the exact same line as well, Uh, exact exact same slate as well, except for Iowa over Iowa State. And I have the uh, deviant of very (laughs) living dangerous, folks. Michigan, Appalachian State, Ohio State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, TCU, Arkansas, Iowa, and then the wild card picks, uh, I have Pitt minus uh, two and a half against Tennessee. Uh, Ty has San Diego State uh, falling to uh, Arizona by one. Uh, oh, San Blake, Jose. San Jose, sorry. Uh, uh, it's Robert. San
3: Diego. It's San Diego. We lost
0: Blake again. but Is um, it
3: San It's San
0: Diego. San Diego State. <laughs> San Diego San Diego. You can have of my notes. It's okay, you're fine. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure Sandy is San Diego the better one or say nope, San Jose yeah, is better. I still
2: better. have Arizona either. I had I had notes on it. I just closed out of them. Either way, he has Arizona.
0: Blake has uh, NC State over Mississippi State and Jameson stabbed his beloved stabbed his beloved Boko in the back and picked FIU. Uh, a true heel turn moment, but um Another great week for the weekend spread, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us.
3: I need a uh, edit tie of me stabbing Boko, the ba- Bobcat mascot, please.
0: At two, Jaime. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: At two, Jameson. Incredible. Um, all right, uh, final thoughts.
3: Um, Jameson, watch will you start? I, I really hope this works out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a man of confidence. I just... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that that reads like a like a like a like a last words like like final quote before you die. I really hope
1: heard...
0: <laughs> <words> I... <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Like final final words before the slate ends.
1: Uh, just do better than last week. Don't overthink it. <laughs> oh, no. It has to... It can't get worse.
0: Oh, no. The, viewer, the viewers are, must be so confident.
1: <laughs> so, like, it I, really can't get I'm worse. Worried. It can't get worse for me. Like, literally, like, I think all this... The, I think this link is very straightforward, <laughs> which honestly scares me. Like, after looking at these, I'm like, this seems very straightforward. Like, these numbers mm-hmm. everything... I just yeah I can't do much worse than last week so that's fair enough.
0: Fair enough Ty, final final thoughts I'll on tell this. You what,
2: if I if I picked my picks in a vacuum, I'd be very confident. But knowing that uh, Jameson entirely and then Blake for the most part, well, not Jameson necessarily because you and I are, are neck and neck. It's, we got a one game difference, but but knowing that you know we're right there with Blake on our picks, uh, it's uh, it's rough because it's. Uh, <laughs> We like to see different picks, though, because that's when you get, you know, we can get big swings in the scoreboard. At the end of this week, you know, Bobby could be in a dominant win. I haven't done the math, but presumably at eight and seven overall. Maybe not. But, yeah, it's, you know, we'll see. We're early in the season, so it's, it's hard to do real analysis on the teams. So
0: I would keep that in mind. But, yeah, I, <laughs> I'd look into that Air Force Navy for sure. Which is why I just let it ride. So, all right, guys. Thank you all so much for coming on and talking about our picks Looking forward to seeing how this week shakes out. And thank you all for listening as well. Um, it's always a great time. And uh, you know, let us know your picks in the comments below. So for me, Jameson, Ty, and Bowden Blake, this has been the Weekend Spread presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll catch you next time. And uh, good luck out there. I hope it ends well.